0: We are on Ksubis, the very last line of Nun Amidala 50a, really moving on to the top line of Nun 50b. And the Gemara continues with uh, the an elaboration of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah quoted the position of Rabelazar uh, Ben This is going back to uh, a few weeks ago on Mimtas Aleph. Rabbeinu Ben said he made a comparison uh, between uh, the Yerusha of the children of the boys, the the inheritance of the boys, that um, and supporting girls. Basically, uh, he made a comparison that in the Ksuba there are certain uh, additional uh, parts to the Ksuba besides the fact that the husband is the Baal is accepting upon himself to pay his wife. Uh, ...at the end of the marriage, whether he passes away or whether it's through divorce, uh, that he will support her. In addition to that, uh, we mentioned that there are other aspects to the ksuba, including uh, that, let's say, he has multiple wives. And so they want to make sure that if, let's say, uh, the wife passes away first, they want to make sure that their children receive uh, the ksuba money, that the inheritance, the estate, is not divided up evenly amongst all the children... Uh, From multiple wives But also the fact that uh, Separated from that will be the Ksuba amount, the amount that they were supposed to receive From the Ksuba, except that they passed away first Uh, The wife passed away first But that the children will receive that amount When the husband passes away Uh, So that they'll get that That will be specified Towards them, They'll taken out from the regular uh, Yerusha, the regular inheritance And then afterwards they'll divide up the Inheritance, so that's one one additional aspect to the Ksuba. Another aspect to the Xuba is the fa- fact that uh, the, the, the girls will, uh, will be supported uh, the, with regards to their sus- sustenance that um, from the estate uh, they will not only is the mother supported by the estate but also uh, the daughters because it's the sons who receive the inheritance. The sons receive uh, the estate of the father and so they have to support not just their mother uh, or the wives of the husband from the estate but they also support the daughters and so in the mission itself uh, the point was that this, the daughters have to be supported after the death of their father that they're supported uh, just like when it comes to the the when it comes to uh, in a situation where uh, the mother passes away first so then uh, the, the sons receive the Xuba amount after the husband after their father passes away. They receive the Xuba amount, the amount that was supposed to be given over to uh, their mother, except for the fact that the mother passed away first. So they receive that, uh, and that's sort of separated from the general estate. That happens after death. So then so too, when it comes to supporting the daughter's, uh, and their sustenance that happens after the death of the father, which led to a whole discussion. Uh, for those of you that recall, about well, how come the father doesn't have to support them uh, their, uh, for their sustenance while he is alive? Is that a requirement? Is that not a requirement? Above the age of six, under the age of six, that was a whole discussion. So on that note, the Gemara will make another comparison uh, between uh, the uh, what the uh, sons receive. Uh, from the, the ksuba that's designated for them and also uh, how the girls uh, will be supported through the estate of, uh, of the father. They'll, they'll make a, a certain comparison. And so by way of introduction to explain that, uh, let's first uh, deal with a, a broader issue. Let's say somebody owes somebody else money, a very uh, regular case. Somebody owes, they took out a loan, they owe somebody money. Ruven owes Shimon money. Uh, so then Shimon can collect from Ruven. He could collect, uh, ideally, uh, Shimon just pays him back uh, the money. But if, let's say he doesn't pay him back money. So Ruven could collect from Shimon from any of his property, whether it is uh, movable objects, whether it's uh, referred to as metalin, whether that's cash or any other form of his clothing. Whatever it is that he needs to get paid back, he's allowed to get paid back. Or whether it's uh, land, we refer to as karka land. He's allowed to, uh, if necessary, if uh, he's not paying back. If Shimon is not paying back, he could collect the land. Now, what happens if Shimon, who owes uh, Ruvain money, uh, Shimon—I might have switched the names. I apologize about that. But let's say Shimon owns Ruvain money. So let's say Shimon has no money. Why? Because he sold everything, or he gave it as a gift to somebody else, or to multiple people. Uh, so could Reuven now collect from those people? Is he allowed to collect from those people? So the answer is uh, certainly not. With regards to the mitaltelin, with regards to the movable objects, if he, if uh, let's say Shimon gave his clothing to some other person, Reuven cannot go now and collect uh, that clothing from that other person. That was a, a sale, and Shimon loses, and sorry, Ruven loses out. He now can no longer collect. He could always collect from Shimon directly if he owes if he owns anything, but once he gives it as a gift or something to somebody else or he sells it to somebody else, and somehow he lost all of that money. Uh, so then, uh, Ruvein is not allowed to go to that buyer or to the receiver of that gift. He's not allowed to collect from it with regards to uh, movable objects. Now, when it comes to non-movable objects like land, so then if it's uh, public, if it's known, i.e. there is a star, there is a document now which publicizes it with witnesses, and then it becomes public. People know about this uh, loan, so then people also know then that any land that Shimon owns at the time of this, uh, uh, of this loan, so then uh, they have to, it's with the understanding that, well, if Shimon doesn't have any money to pay for this uh, loan, so then Ruvain will collect the loan from anybody who owns this land. So land itself, there could be a lien on the land itself. So if Shimon, let's say, gives the land to somebody else, so then yes, Reuven could in fact, assuming that there's a shtar, there's a document and that's why it became public and people are aware about this, so then Reuven could in fact collect from uh, from the buyers and the buyers know that there's a certain risk involved. There's a certain level of risk involved when they're purchasing this land. The land potentially has a lower value because of it, uh, but they understand that there's a risk involved when they are purchasing uh, this land because Ruven could potentially, assuming Chimon doesn't have the money to pay, so Ruven could collect from this land even though it was given over to the buyers. That's with regards to a regular loan. So now we're going to sort of try to plug this in to our situation. What's our situation? Our situation is the situation of a Ksuba. Of a Xuba. So when it comes to a Ksuba, uh, so let's say uh, even with regards to the... Um, the regular Ksuba, the wife is, let's say, uh, owed money uh, from the husband. And let's say the hus- it's a situation where the husband doesn't have any money um, uh, to pay with. Um, so, uh, Or even, even if he does, let's say even if he does, uh, but the Yerusha is given over to the children. The children now, the sons specifically, uh, now receive the estate of their father. Uh, so when it comes to the regular Ksuba, let's say the majority opinion, we won't get right now into uh, other opinions like of mayor, but let's say the majority opinion is that she should collect uh, from specifically from his property, his land, his land specifically. That's how she should receive the ksuba amount. Um, okay, the question is, what about other parts that, uh, that uh, uh, are part of the conditions of the ksuba? Meaning, when the daughters have to receive uh, sustenance uh, that uh, they, have to, they have to pay uh, they have to give susten- uh, the amount for sustenance for the daughters so that they could live and survive and food, give them food is that only from the father's land or could that be from anything that the father owns whether it's cash or whether it's movable objects um, how, are the, how are these uh, girls now supported uh, again we're talking about girls who are under the age of 12 and a half uh, how are they then supported? So Yosef, that's the introduction. There's your nine-minute introduction. Yosef, Rev. Yosef, Kamei, Durvahamnuna, V'yosef, Rev. Amnuna, V'kama, Rev. said the following, Kishem, Shein, banam Rosh, element amin Akarka, Kach, Nizonos, element amin Akarka. Just like uh, the sons, at, at first, right now the uh, literal translation is that the sons, they only inherit, they, they only inherit the land, they don't inherit anything else seemingly, so too the girls, when they are, Given their amount for sustenance, it can only be from land itself. So this makes, uh, no sense. And the Gemara is about to respond to this, saying, What do you mean? When it comes to Yerusha, laws of inheritance, uh, they only receive, uh, those who receive the, uh, the, the inheritance, they only receive land. That's the only thing they receive. They don't receive cash. They don't receive a- anything else, any movable objects. I can't be. I understand the, the 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 sons they only from the father they only receive land they don't receive anything else they don't receive uh, anything which is not land that can't be of course they receive everything the entire estate whether it's land whether it's movable objects they receive everything so Amaliel reveals explains no maybe this is what you meant to say reveals is telling this to Rivam Nuna maybe this is what you meant to say what you meant to say was that when the sons receive Uh, the ksuba that was supposed to be given to their mother the ksuba amount which is supposed to be given to the mother except the mother passed away first so the mother passed away first and then uh, the father passes away so the sons of that mother there can be multiple mothers but the sons of that mother as we pointed out before receives the ksuba amount they receive that amount before the rest of the estate is divided up amongst all of the sons and so that that ksuba amount just like the mother could only be given received through the land of the father um, so then, so too, uh, when it comes to the ksuba's ban and duchman, when the sons receive the xuba it can only be given through uh, land, any any property that he owns. And so, Rav Amnon says back, Mar the the my Kamina." Yes, you, Rav Yosef. Everybody else is screaming at me, thinking that they don't receive uh, any movable objects as, with regards to the inheritance. No, what I meant was specifically with regards to the Xuba amount that the that the sons receive from their mother. So that has to be given to land. And not only that, but also when the girls receive their sustenance, so that has to be through only through the land of, of the father. Uh, they would not receive any of the uh, movable objects. Now, um, based on our introduction, perhaps the reason behind this, the reason why they could only receive uh, their sustenance through the property is because maybe this is how we perceive it. Maybe it's as follows. Maybe... Uh, the inheritance is divided up amongst all the sons. The first uh, direct heirs are the, are the sons. So they receive the estate. So now it's no longer belonging to the father. The amount, is, the, the money is no longer belonging to the father. And now it's given over to somebody else. It's given over to the sons. So this is no longer a direct uh, – the, 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 the direct responsibility was the father. The father is no longer alive. Obviously this only happens when the father passes away. Uh, but the father is no longer alive. So now it goes to the, the sons. The sons receive the estate of the father. So now it's like any other loan where it's now a new party is involved. It's, it's like they're sort of quasi-buyers, so to speak. So when you're the buyers you, they, they, and you're collecting money, really you should collect from the father. The father's not alive. <laughs> so you can't collect from the father. You collect from the sons. We're talking about the daughters, their sisters, collecting from the sons. Well, uh, the way they collect from the sons is only from karka, is only from whatever has a lien. What has a lien? It's uh, the land itself. And so this is the point of Rav Hamnuna to say that this is really all part of the general ksuba. Uh, That just like uh, the ksuba, you can only collect from the land. So so too over here, you can only collect from land. And so any property which the father owns, so then that's how you support the the girls through the uh, the, you provide them with food through the value of the land of the property itself. Um, Just like seemingly, just like any other loan. Um, and that's the position of Raham Nuna. We will see that, that there, are, there are those who argue, that argue that, no, you could even provide it from the, the money that the, that the father had, which was then given over to the sons or any other movable objects. This is very different. You can view this is very different than a regular loan. Why? Uh, because the whole requirement is really on the sons. It's not on the father. One could argue that no, it's on the, the sons. Take on this responsibility. It's not the responsibility of the father. The whole responsibility only exists once the father passes away. the The, the responsibility is on is really is, is on the sons, and so they're the, they're, the, the the girls are are interacting directly. The daughters are interacting directly with their brothers. The brothers are the one who have this responsibility. If they're the ones who have this responsibility, so it's not just with regards to their land, it's with regards to any of the uh any of the metalan, any of the um of the movable objects of the cash. And so that's the that's the opposing opinion. And so for the rest of this Amad, uh we will see this whole back and forth. How with the girls how do we provide sustenance to uh to the sisters? Is it with the land or is it with even the cash and the movable objects? That belonged to that belong to the father, which now belong to the sons. This same discussion potentially there are those that uh, comment and say the same would be true. We know that the sons who receive the estates they also have to support uh, their mother. So the question also could be the same similar question: uh, Do they pay uh, for sustenance of the, of their mother through the uh, through the property of the father, or could it, could it also be through The cash or the movable objects of the father. Okay, so let's see this uh, in the Gemara. We'll see this momentarily. So, Amr B'chia Bar Yosef, Rav Zon Michitid Aliyah. Rav B'chia Bar Yosef says that Rav supported, uh, he had a situation where they supported something. We'll see exactly what this means. It's a little bit ambiguous right now. Through the wheat of the Aliyah. What are we exactly referring to? Ibailu. What are we talking about here? What did Rav say? The question is, what did Rav do? Not just say, but what did he do? We know he supported uh, the girls of this deceased father with regards to some issue through movable objects. So which one is it? We'll present the second, uh, the second way first. It just makes it easier. Is it that uh, Rav supported the girls with regards to their sustenance not just through the property, the the, the land that belonged to the father, but also through chitim, through uh, the wheat, through movable objects, through the value of movable objects, like the position of Rav Yitzhak Bar Yosef, who says, that argues on the position that we just quoted of Rav Nuna, and says that no, the girls could receive their sustenance not just through the land, but also through the cash, through the cash and the movable objects, through wheat, uh, whatever it is. Um, and, and that's what Rav did. Or do we say that? No, that Rav wouldn't do that. Rav really agrees that with regards to the sustenance, it could only be through land. But what was Rav doing? Uh, the girls also received through the estate uh, whatever the father wanted to. We assume that the father would want to give um, a certain amount from the estate towards their marriage, uh, toward when they get married. Um, and so there was a, we assume that that's what the father would have wanted, and so therefore we designate a certain amount for their marriage, for the nidunya, for whatever they're bringing into the marriage, and so that could come from movable objects. Uh, shmuel, that's the position of shmuel, um, that, 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 that we assume that the father wanted this for their, for their daughters, uh, and so we set aside a certain amount, uh, for their marriage, and that could come from movable objects, but certainly not with regards to the sustenance, because of Rav Nuna, the sustenance can, can only come through, um, through land itself. So, what did, what did Rav do? Sigmar so wants to answer. Tashma. Let us give us the following answer. Uh, so, there was a similar case with regards to sustenance, where, uh, at least that's what we think at first glance, where uh, the father passed away and they have to give something to the daughters. They went to Shmuel and Shmuel said, Go support. My love, what you means? Support isn't referring to support with uh, with movable objects with regards to their sustenance, just uh, basic uh, food. Uh, no, maybe Shmuel really meant to support with regards to giving the girls set aside a certain amount that they could bring into their marriage, and that could be from movable objects. But he wasn't necessarily referring to the sustenance. Okay, so the Gemara continues. Again, with the same discussion with regards to the question of the girls, they have to be supported and potentially also their mother uh, through for their for their for for food. You have to provide sustenance. So, is that from only from the actual land, the property of the father, or could that also be from the cash or, let's say, the uh, uh, the movable objects, food, uh, actual food, wheat uh, uh, from from the father? So, have over the benardai v'don daini benardai the Agvi bar Bizna, and so there was a story where they they uh, they supported the girls uh, from movable objects. So Amelu Rav Nachman, got very upset about this. He said Zila Hadru. He says, "Return it." He says, "You can't do this. Return it." Otherwise, I'm going to collect from you, from you the, the rabbis. I'm going to collect it from you. Uh, who I'm going to collect it from 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 your property uh, because you can't do such a thing. You cannot give them. He argued that you can't give them from uh, from movable objects. Next case, several other rabbis from the times of the Gemara, they thought that uh, we could support the girls for their sustenance from movable objects of the father. Rabbi Bar said back. But Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, these uh, great Amoraim, great rabbis from the times of the Gemara, they would never do such a thing. They would only collect from the land itself. How could you do such a thing? Next case, Rabbi Matatlin, another rabbi uh, would would support the girls, the daughters from uh, the movable objects. Rabbi Shimon ben Eliyakim said back, I know that you're not doing this by the letter of the law. The letter of the law, you can only collect from land. You're doing this out of rachamim, out of mercy. But you can't do that. Because people are going to learn from you and for not just people now, but for all future generations, they're going to think this is the actual law, which is a fascinating idea that um, when rabbis and when poskim, great Torah leaders, they make a certain ruling, even if they're doing it not necessarily out of the letter of the law, but it's out of out of racham out of mercy for these girls, or whatever the situation is. They have to recognize. Well, maybe maybe people will make a mistake and they'll think that what I'm saying is actually the law, and it's not really the law. Maybe it's above the letter of the law, but people will get confused and they'll make mistakes and eventually they'll they'll collect from. Uh, they'll make mistakes in the future. So he's telling him, don't do this because people will will make a mistake in the future. Finally, how does like midrash Yosef Amalou have lot mitmari de'al they the similar situation, the girls uh, of a deceased father, they come to Rav Yosef and he tells them, Go collect from the dates which are on the mat. Uh so Amalai um, Ilu Mar. Uh so Abayis is back, but this is it's it's uh it's movable objects. Uh how could you collect even uh, for a loan we wouldn't collect movable objects? So you should really only collect from land for the sustenance of the girls. So Amrlay, what I meant was that it was still attached to the tree. We're talking about dates which are still attached to the tree. Um, but they're almost they're basically ripe. They're basically ripe, but you can take them off the tree because it's really defined as part of the land. Anything which is still attached to the tree is part of the land. Like Mara says back, moving to the top of Manala fifty one A, so so f coloz me a very interesting halachic concept that if it's ripe and it's ready to be cut off the tree, it's like it's it's like it's off the tree. Anything which is uh destined as of now, to be to be removed, it's like it's removed. It's like it's removed. It shouldn't be on the tree. It's really ripe already. So therefore, it's really viewed as a movable object. The Gemara says, "No, no, the uh, tree I mean, it's it's ripe, but it still benefits from the tree. It still gets better by being on the tree, since it gets better by staying on the tree by the nutrients that it's being provided. Uh, so therefore, it's really viewed as karka, as viewed as part of the property itself. But once it no longer benefits by the nutrients of the tree. It's so ripe that it doesn't benefit. It really makes it worse. So then you're right. Then uh, uh, then it's viewed as uh, separate from the from the tree, even though it's technically still on the tree. But uh, but we view it halachically as metal as 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 separate. It's separate and as an object uh, and not as part of the land and the property. But but for for now, what we're referring to here is a case where it really did benefit from the tree, even though it was ripe. But it benefits from the tree, and so therefore, it's viewed halachically as part of the land, and it's not viewed as a movable object. Okay, this was uh, the end of. Uh, we just did Nunam uh, Mabei 50b. We completed this Amud uh, and this Daf, um, and we'll continue with uh, this Gemara in next week's class.